Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. So uh, open your Bible with me tonight. I'm so excited. I told Daniel, this is my favorite message of all year tonight. Yeah, this is my favorite one tonight. So I know you got your, your faith out there to receive. Amen. And uh, go to Hebrews 11 in the New Testament. Hebrews 11. We're going to start there tonight. Um, you know, I, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 11 years old. And I thank God for my heritage. You, many of you have heard it. I grew up in the church. My father was a deacon. My mother was a Sunday school superintendent. We were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. CAs, that was a youth group, Friday night. Every time the doors were open, we were in church. I thank God for that heritage. I thank God for the example of my parents. I thank God for the church I grew up in and all the wonderful different pastors. It was a denominational church, so about every four or five years, a pastor would feel led to leave and another would feel led to come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about from your past. And, and so I had several different pastors, and they were all precious. They were all wonderful. And, you know, growing up, what I can remember is they would tell us what to do. And they meant, well, they'd tell us what to do. But I don't remember very much them telling us how to do it. And there's nothing more frustrating than be told what to do, but not how to do it. So I, I want to remove any frustration, remove any frustration you may have tonight in your Christian walk in getting the Word to work for you. You know, I know you've never said it, but, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. And in my early stages of, with the Lord, especially in my teenage years, I would say I'd get frustrated because I'd hear something about the Bible being taught, but I couldn't see it working in my life. I couldn't see it manifesting in my life. I didn't have a, a working process of how to get the Word to work in my life. And I would say things like this, it doesn't work. And I know you've never said that. But I'd say, it just doesn't work. You know, I get frustrated. I get tired of waiting. I, I would hear or read, well, oh, this is a great promise, but why isn't it happening in my life? Why isn't it coming to pass in my life? Why can't I get the Word to work in my life? So uh, I want you to know the Word works when you work it. Say that with me. The Word works when you work it. Well, that's Revelation right there. The Word works when you work it. It doesn't work sitting on the desk or the coffee table or the backseat of the car. It doesn't work there. But it works when you know how to work the Word. Well, I want to talk to you tonight and next Wednesday night. As we end this year, I want to position you for next year. Because you all said last Wednesday night, God has more in store in 2024 right? So I want to position you for that more that God has for you. I want to get you positioned for 2024 to be the best year of your life. You see, Pastor, with all this going on in the world, yeah, God can put you in the land of Goshen. You know what that was, right? When there was a famine in Egypt, 
when everything that was wrong could go wrong in Egypt, there was a little parcel of land called Goshen. And it wasn't affected by the famine or any of the bad stuff going on. So we're in the world, not of the world. And so I want you to have high hopes, great expectation. Believe God for more, better in 2024. So I want to position you for that tonight and next Wednesday night. Is that okay? So we're going to solve the problem of why, why won't it work? Why isn't it working? How do you get it to work? The Word of God. How do I get it off the page and work in my marriage? How do I get it off the page and work in my body, work in my finances, work in my relationships? How do I get the Word to work? Have I set you up now? Okay, so that's the problem we're going to solve. So, guys, if you'll just do the screen for me tonight. The title of the message tonight is Diligence. Diligence, the virtue that brings success. I want to talk to you about diligence. I remember, uh, you know, going way, way back in this facility before we ever even broke ground across the street when we had a youth center over there. I don't know if some of you have been around for a long time. We used to have a youth center and a skate park with state-of-the-art across the street where that building sits. We had a gym and a house over there that we built for the staff. And all that was over there. And God was really blessing. You know, this was in the, the mid-90s. And we were having multiple services here, standing room only. I can remember people waiting in line outside this building to get into a service. Paul, I can remember that. Okay, they were waiting in line, and they'd run over each other and then ask for forgiveness <laughs> to save seats. Anybody remember those days? Okay, so all that was going on. We were, we were running 12 buses every Saturday morning into outreach. We had the number one uh, Christian local TV program locally. We were ahead of Joyce Myers at that time. This is way, way, way back there. So I, at that time, I had a, uh, a nationally known minister, won't say who it was, but a nationally known minister that came in here that used to come every year. And, you know, we had about everybody, Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Charles Capps, Norval Hayes. And uh, one of those guys came in one year and they asked me this question back in the green room. They said, what do you think the reason is for your success, so-called success? I said, I don't know. I said, you tell me. You tell me. You're from the outside. You've watched this for years. You've watched God bless the ministry. What would you say? Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. No. I heard the phone there. Praise God. Sorry. Anyway, uh, y'all remember that, right? Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Oh, you guys are awesome. We could go on tour. <laughs> Get the McCrary sisters to go with us, and man, we'd be bad to the bone. A anyway, so I asked him, you know, he traveled all over the world, famous on television, large following ministry. I said, you've watched this. You know us. What would you say our number one key to success is in the ministry of Church on the Rock? And here's what he told me, diligence. He said, the key to your success is diligence. I go, wow, that's revelation knowledge. So I want to share with you uh, on, on the virtue that will bring success, get the word to work in our lives. We see greater results in our walk of faith, and that virtue is called diligence. Next slide, guys. I think we have a definition. I looked it up in Webster, and here's the definition of diligence. Steady application. I would call that being a doer of the Word of God. 
a doer of the Word of God. And that's what we do around here. That's what we do around here at Church on the Rock, right? Produce doers of the Word. Church on the Rock is those who hear the Word and do it. And they build their house on the rock and not the sand. But diligence is a steady application. Look at this. A consistent, not once a week, once a month, every other day, but a consistent effort to achieve or to accomplish. So I need diligence to achieve and accomplish what God has for me. You and I need to understand the virtue of diligence in order to achieve and accomplish God's will for our life. A steady application. Now watch that. So that means if I'm inconsistent, the word won't work. If I'm once in a while, the word won't work. It only works through a steady application, a consistent effort. Now, in the world, in the business world, I have a book called The Law of the Compound Effect. The Law of the Compound Effect. Great business book. And what it's all about is doing the right thing every day and has compound interest. Doing the right thing every day. Now, we miss it. We blow it. But we get back up again right? But you, you, you have the effort and consistently do the right thing every day. And guess what? You'll end up where you want to be. Now, maybe not today or tomorrow, but over time, you'll end up where you want to be. But the problem is most people can't be consistent. Most people are very inconsistent. So we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us be consistent, right? You, you, you can't get anything out of the gym if we're not consistent. I can't really get anything out of my one-year Bible if I'm not consistent, right? So diligence is a steady application. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of verses tonight, and I want you to look at the word diligent, diligence in every scripture. I'm going to give you seven benefits tonight of diligence. Diligence, now, next Wednesday night, we're going to define more diligence, and how do you develop it? But it's a steady application. It's a consistent effort to achieve or accomplish, okay? Somebody said the mark of maturity is consistency. I think that was Gloria Copeland. I'm quoting her. She said the mark of maturity is consistency. So again, diligence is what? A steady application consistent effort to achieve or accomplish. Okay, guys, next slide. The benefits of diligence. I want to whet your appetite, okay? So this is how we get the word to work. This is how we get greater results. This is how we begin to see what we're wanting to see happen in our life. This is how we get it off the page and manifest in our life, through diligence, okay? A steady application. A, a consistent effort. So let's look at number one. I have seven for you tonight. Diligence gets me closer to and pleases God. It's through diligence I get closer to God, and without diligence, I can't please Him. Wow, that's amazing. Look at Hebrews, next slide, guys. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So we're talking about pleasing God, right? Now, I, I won't receive his favor without pleasing him. I don't get his favor without pleasing him. 
So without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he or she that comes to God, you must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that, oh, there's the word diligence. Diligently seek him. So I can't seek him and reach him and know him like I want to know him, and he wants me to know him without being diligent or without a consistent effort every day to pursue him or without a steady application of daily devotion every day, not just once in a while, okay? Once in a while won't make it work. I've got to do it consistently and steady application. So notice this verse tells me that that I seek him through diligence. I seek him through being diligent every day. I please him through diligence. That's how I get closer to him, and that's how I please him. Okay, number two, the second benefit, it will make you rich. Now, can I say that in church? I'm, I'm going to say it anyway because it's the Bible, okay? But some people get freaked out. Usually people get freaked out about that have a problem with money. Can you all still hear me okay? Yeah, I've been here 40 years, and the people who always got mad at me when I talked about money had a problem with money. If I don't have a problem with money, it don't bother me at all, okay? So uh, it will make you rich. Diligence will make you rich. Scripture for that, Proverbs 10.4. In fact, let's all read that together on three, means we're a tight, close-knit group tonight. On the count of three, one, two, three. Now, is that the King James Version, the one Paul preached from, right? Y'all, that didn't happen until 1611, okay, King James. But, but you know, Kim had a, um, her grandmother had married a, a wonderful man. And uh, when we were going to school and we went down to visit them, they were down in Oklahoma. And he wouldn't let us in his house if we brought any other translation but the King James Version. He would not let us. He was a good old Baptist Sunday school teacher. And, you know, we were going to Bible college in Dallas, and we went up to see him. And and he would not let you in the house if you didn't have a King James Version. So praise the Lord. All right. So, but you see this now. I want you to see, I want you to see this, the, the opposite. What's the opposite of diligence? Laziness. Slothfulness. Idleness. Right? Entitlement. Okay, that's the opposite of diligence. Notice, I'll become poor if I have slack. Where there's slack, there's lack. Where there's slack, there's lack. If I don't work, I don't eat. If I don't provide for my family, I'm worse than an infidel. Ladies, if you are dating a guy, prerequisite, he has to have a job. Or I won't marry you. Side note. Okay? So you become poor, those who deal that are lazy, idle, Somebody said that there are three kinds of people. Those who are waiting for things to happen. Those who make things happen. And those who don't know what's happening. (laughs) You and I want to be those who make things happen. You make it happen through the virtue of diligence. So notice the hand of the diligent, it will make you rich. Okay? So being lazy, idle, indifferent, entitlement, waiting for other people to do it for me is not God's best. 
I won't get the word to work for me. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Number three, diligence will cause you to be promoted and rise up in leadership. You'll be the head, not the tail. Okay, am I echoing or do I sound okay? Oh, man, you guys are awesome. Usually you get about 20 different, yeah, no, I think so, kind of, sort of. Y'all are in unity. No wonder we got revival on Wednesday night. We got unity. So it causes you to be promoted and rise up in leadership. And I'm praying for all you business people every day that you be the head and not the tail. Okay? So look at the scripture for this. It's in Proverbs 12, 24. Let's all read this one on three. One, two, three. You see the differences between diligence and slothful. That's after a sloth. You know, a sloth is an animal that goes up in a tree and doesn't move. Too lazy to move. That's, that's a sloth. It's a real animal called sloth. It's lazy, idleness, waiting for it to happen, blaming other people, entitlement that's so powerful out there right now. That's the opposite of having God's best. Notice the hand of the diligent. You all see the word diligent again? The hand of the diligent will bear rule. What is ruling? Leadership. Leadership. But those who are slothful and inconsistent and are waiting for something to happen or don't know what's happening will be under tribute. Okay? So, y'all get anything out of this tonight? So, so it, it will pay for me to work at being diligent. Okay? That's what that famous minister said about us way back in the 90s, mid-90s. Well, I just want to tell you, I know the key to your success. So what is it? Diligence. Every time I come back, this is what he told me. Every time I come back, you're doing the same thing. You're not in and out. You're not wishy-washy. You keep applying. You keep putting pressure on your circumstances with the word. You keep depending on the word, promoting the word, declaring the word. Consistency. Diligence is a steady application of the Word of God, okay? No matter how you feel, no matter the weather, no matter the culture, no matter the trends, okay? So let's go to the next one. Number four, diligence will cause you to attract the resources that you need to run your race and achieve your dream. Diligence is like a magnet. It will cause you to attract the resources that you need to do what you want to do. Look at the scripture for that. These are all in Proverbs, by the way. Proverbs 12, 27. Look at the word diligent. Y'all are doing great. Let's read it on three. One, two, three. <laughs> the substance, that's resources, that's stuff, of a diligent person is precious. You will attract substance. You will attract things. You will attract resources that you need to fulfill God's dream, goal, ambition for your life through diligence. If you want to get something done, you all heard this. When you get something done, find a busy person. Right? If you want to get something done, find a busy person. You know what I learned the hard way pastoring this church for 40 years? I would hire staff who were looking for a job. Hello, hello, and then I can tell you big name preachers, 
I can tell you the name of one of the biggest preachers in America today that stood here and preached and tried to hire my youth guy. Okay, I've had that happen all down through the years. What is that? If they don't have a job, they're not working someplace, something's wrong. If you want something done, hire or find a busy person. Okay? So uh, being diligent will attract the resources that you need. If only I had that. If only I had this. It will attract the resources you need to run your race and fulfill your destiny. Y'all still with me? Isn't this good? See, I want you to meditate on it. Chew it. Go home and study it. You know, review it. It doesn't come alive until you meditate on it. And then you meditate on that, and you're going to get direction. You're going to get wisdom. You're going to get insight. Answers are going to come. Problems are going to be solved. Frustration is going to leave. Expectation is going to come. You know, the Bible says, let the weak say they're strong. Right? Let the poor say they're rich. Bible, well, if you say you're rich, a lot of religious people want to roast you. But the but Bible says, let the weak say they're strong. So, you know, we need to declare we are diligent people. We are diligent people. We are after it. We are after it. We make the word work for us. If you work the word, the word will work. But if you don't work the word, the word won't work. Working the word is called steady application day after day after day. Okay? So let's go to the next one. Number five. Oh, I know I can say this on Wednesday night with y'all, is that diligence will bring you prosperity. King James Version. Let's look at Proverbs. Scripture, guys, Proverbs 13, 4. Look at the word diligent. The soul of a sluggard has desires but never gets them. They have dreams and desires and wishes, but they never get that because they don't know how. They don't know how to develop the virtue of diligence in their life. And that's how you work the word. If I don't work the word, the word won't work for me. The soul of the sluggard wants stuff, but never gets it. But the soul, look at the word diligent. Diligent shall be made fat. Now, that doesn't mean in calories or pounds. Fat there, if you have a Hebrew dictionary of Hebrew words, it means prosperity, wealth, resources increase. So notice a diligent person, they're after it. They know God's promised them something, and they know how to attain, obtain those promises. And you do it through diligence. Okay? Y'all still with me? Okay, next, let's go. We're about done. Verse, verse number six. Diligence works like a magnet. It will attract increase into your life. Pastor, I'm tired of not having enough. I'm solving your problem tonight. Pastor, I'm tired of robbing from Peter to Peter Paul. I'm solving your problem tonight. Pastor, I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm solving that problem tonight. Pastor, I'm tired of just living from day to day. I'm solving that problem tonight through diligence. Works like a magnet to attract increase, and I want you all to increase in your life. Scripture, book of Proverbs 21.5. Let's all say this on the count of three. One, two, three. God isn't going to allow us to hack our way to prosperity. There's no shortcuts. 
There's no shortcuts. All quick, quick, you know, get rich schemes don't work. They don't work. It's not God's will. That's why gambling's wrong. It's like a shortcut, okay? So notice this, the thoughts of the diligent, so how you think. So my mindset for 2024 is crucial if I want more in 24. Your mindset, your mindset. I challenge you tonight, what kind of mindset do you have as you think about next year? And that's how your year is going to be. Because as we think, so will our year be. If we think it's going to be worse, it will. If we think it's going to be better, it will. If we think we're going to see the goodness of God, we will. If we think we're going to have the worst of times, we will. Right? So it's real important. Your mindset, see, thoughts. Your mindset. A diligent person has a different mindset than a lazy person. A diligent person, you know, we call them, a, I'm an A-type personality. I'm a dreamer, visionary, go-getter. I'm more project than people-oriented. That's how God wired me. So your mindset is different than those who are slothful, lazy, entitlement, expect people to do it for them. The person with a mindset of diligence, you go after it. If God said it, that settles it. It's mine. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to declare it. Day after day after day after day after day until I see it. Okay? So the thoughts, everybody say thoughts, of the diligent tend only to plentiness. That's increase. Plenty is opposite of lack. I don't want anybody I pastor to be in lack. Okay? And God doesn't want you and I to be in lack or under financial pressure. But it isn't, you know, you've heard me say it a lot. I asked God for a money tree in the backyard, Numeli, never got one. I asked God for a money tree in O'Fallon when we lived there, when we planted, never got one. I live in Forestdale, 25 miles away from here. I don't have a money tree in the backyard. I got a maple. They both start with letter M, but something happened. It doesn't work that way. Amen? Okay, next, next, number seven, as the team comes. Diligence will bring you success in your business, your enterprise, and your investments. Now, again, Diligence is a steady application of the Word of God. You are a doer of the Word of God. In fact, let's just make that confession. Say it with me. I am a diligent doer of the Word of God. I work it, and it works for me. Oh, let's have a praise break. Can we on that? Thank you, Father. Oh, come on. Let's thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. We receive it in Jesus' name. Okay, Proverbs, Proverbs 22, 29. Do you see a man or a woman who's diligent in their own business? Diligence will cause your business to be successful. You'll get the vendors. You'll get the, uh, you'll get the people. You'll get the sales. You'll get the favor. You'll get the opportunity. You'll get the open doors. You'll get the timing. You'll get the creativity. You'll get the innovation through diligence. See now a man or a woman diligent in their business, what's going to happen for them? They will stand before great people. They will not stand before mediocre, average, mean people. So notice that diligence will bring promotion and favor and increase in your enterprise, business, or investments. It will cause you to be placed before movers and shakers, people that you need in your life to do what God's called you to do. 
it'll make room for you. Amen? Okay? So let's look at the big idea. The big idea then of this teaching tonight and next Wednesday night is this. Diligence. See, this is what I didn't know growing up in church. I didn't know this. Uh, uh, great ministers, great church, would tell us what to do but not how to do it. And then it wouldn't work. I'd get frustrated and get mad at God. Okay? But diligence has to, has to be applied to God's promises in order for them to come to pass. Boy, that's a big idea. Y'all get that? They're not going to come to pass because they were promised to me. Just because God made the promise, it isn't going to happen. I have to apply it to my life. I have to, diligence has to be applied, steady application, a doer of the word, act like it's so when it ain't so, so it becomes so, call things that be not as if they were when they're not. Diligence has to be applied to God's promises in order for them to come to pass. Okay? Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at this. This is the Lamsa translation of the Bible. Okay? Look what it says. Now, this is Deuteronomy 28. Y'all remember the first 13 verses are the blessings? And the last whole bunch of verses are the curses? You and I want to focus on the first half. The blessings of the Lord. So notice, we can go around all day and say, I'm blessed. Okay? But if I'm not doing what these first two verses say, I'm not going to see it. Okay? Look what the prerequisite is, the requirement for the next few verses to come to pass. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, fruit of your basket, children, head and not the tail, everything your hand touches, coming and going, all those blessings. But this precedes that. Look what he says. And if you shall hearken just on Sunday, just on Wednesday night, just when I feel like it, just once in a while, just a couple times a month. Wonder why it's not working. I have to hearken diligently, 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 diligently. In other words, I got to work the word for the word to work. I got to every day apply it to my life. I do that with my mouth and my actions. I do that with my mouth and my actions. That's how I apply the word to my life, with my mouth and my actions. Okay? So if you will hearken how? Diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe, to do all of his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, verse 2, and all these blessings will come on you, and they will overtake you out of diligence. All these blessings, they're going to chase you down, and they're going to come on you, and they're going to overtake you if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. God. Do y'all see that? So diligence is a requirement. You know, I've done this long enough. People will come and go. They'll come for a few weeks, and they're out for a few weeks, and they come for a few weeks. They're out for a few weeks. They say, Pastor Blunt, what you're teaching doesn't work. Word doesn't work. And I always say, make them mad. They don't come back. But I'll say, you're not working the word. You got to work the word for the word to work. You got to work it every day for it to go to work for you. And you work it with your mouth and your actions. Okay? But if you'll work the word, not three weeks out of six months or every other month or twice a month, it's not going to happen. I have to diligently apply it consistently, effort every day. 
Now, there are days I miss it, but I repent, get back up, and get back at it. So you say, Pastor, I've failed. We've all failed. You say, Pastor, I've missed it. We've all missed it. You say, Pastor, I, I, I did this. I did. We've all did this and did that. But the key is, is get back up quick and get back where we need to be in alignment with this through diligence. Look at these seven benefits. Amen. So the big idea is, let's go back to the big idea one more time, guys. Can you go back a couple of pages on the, on the screen? The big idea is this. Diligence has to be applied to the promises in order for the promises to come to pass. Did I make it simple? Did I communicate? Did I help you tonight? So say this with me. I am a diligent doer of the Word of God. I work it. And it works for me. Give the Lord praise. We're done. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.